let's say President Trump says something and it bothers me or it bothers you or bothers anyone. You can then insert my next statement. He's not talking to you. Okay, so if he says something that bothers you, bugs you, rubs you the wrong way, rest assured, he's not talking to you. That insanely powerful to go at all times. If you don't like what I'm saying, then I'm not talking to you. Welcome to the Think Marketing Podcast, the number one podcast for growing and scaling your business with online video. I'm Heather Torres. And I'm Sean Cannell, and we're from Think Media. And if this is your first time listening, welcome. This show is dedicated to helping you learn how to get your content notice and the latest money-making strategies working right now online. So whether you wanna grow your YouTube channel or you wanna maximize video across all of social media, this podcast is for you. Well, hello, podcast listeners. I wanted to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Grow With Video Live. This is our three-day annual conference that this year is coming right to your living room. We have tickets on sale for as little as $97 to attend this three-day virtual experience with some amazing speakers. It'll be jam-packed of strategy, of community and networking, and so much more. You can get all the details at growwithvideolive.com. And today's episode, I I'm fired up for because Sean is interviewing Manny Arango. He's a world-class communicator, and I am so excited because communication is so key when it comes to creating YouTube videos and getting your message out there. And in today's episode, Manny really breaks down what are the mistakes that communicators are making right now and what are the tips that you can actually apply to your next YouTube video or live stream that'll help you dominate in communication. Lean in because right now we're heading into today's episode. Well, hey, welcome back to the Think Marketing Podcast. I'm so fired up because today I'm here with a friend of mine, Manny Arango. Uh, He's going to be helping us level up as communicators. Look, there's never been a more important time to be a powerful communicator, storyteller on social media, in videos, to build your business and make a great impact. And the thing is, Manny, if you're just meeting him right now, is one of the most in-demand speakers in America and around the world. He has a dynamic, passionate, hilarious communication style that allows him to make a profound impact when speaking on at colleges, camps, churches. He's the co-founder of Arma Courses, online seminary level Bible content and theology courses. He has two YouTube channels, Manny Arango and a lifestyle channel with his wife, Tia, called The Arangos that's documenting their journey through marriage, infertility, miscarriage, and faith. And he's also created Speakeasy, an online course designed for communicators packed with valuable information and practical tools that will impact the lives of every audience that hears you. And he's going to be breaking down some of his most powerful tips in this session today. Manny, how's it going, man? Thanks for coming on the podcast. Dude, first of all, I'm stealing that bio, all right? <laughs> because that is that is epic. Dude, thank you for having me on the podcast. Thank you for sharing your platform with me. Uh, man, I'm doing amazing. I'm doing amazing. It is sunny in North Carolina and uh, super, super excited to get into uh, to help everybody who's listening, watching to to become a better communicator because everyone has something to say and uh, we've got to start to package it a little bit better so that people want to hear what we have to say. So I'm super excited. Yeah, I love that, man. And so let's just dive right into it. But for those that are just getting to uh, meet you, 
What is your background and journey? I mean, just so people know about kind of our relationship, we actually spoke at a youth conference. Um, I was there just talking a little bit about kind of like YouTube secrets and talking to church communicators. Um, and that's when we first met. And then you came to our church in Las Vegas, spoke. And I think that was the first time I heard you like in entirety and was just like, wow, I, I am a connoisseur as I'm sure you are as well, growing up in the church of some of the great communicators and the church world, I believe has some of the best communicators, For but sure. even, absolutely. But even um, in personal development, going to different seminars, going to different entrepreneur and leadership conferences, there's some amazing com communicators in that space as well. And with no flattery intended, you are just at the top of your game when it comes to clarity, when it comes to passion, when it comes to content, when it comes to all of the most important things of communication, making a connection with the audience, delivery, the details, intonality. I mean, really massive respect. And it's also been cool to see just your value system, who you are as a person. So what's been your background though and journey to becoming a great communicator? For those listening, of course, this is the skill. I mean, it's not yeah. about YouTube. It's not about Instagram. It's about communication. These are the middlemen. They're the vehicles. But but how did you, you know, kind of walking in your calling, walking in your skill set, having sharpened the saw? What's the kind of the background and journey to where you are today and a little bit of your story? Dude, so I start I got an early start, which I think is massive, right? You get a head start if anyone's read you know, Malcolm Gladwell, like, you know, you get thousands of hours of practice by starting early. I started practicing, well, I started preaching when I was 12 years old. And uh, it's just because I had a youth pastor who took my desire to communicate really, really seriously. And um, so, man, the first time, like, I told him, like, I feel called to preach. I remember him saying, like, okay, yeah, yeah, like, meet me at my house Thursday night. Like, we'll go. Like, you'll preach. And so, dude, I got my best sneakers on. I'm super excited. Like, I'm thinking he's going to take me to, like, a youth conference. Man, we went to juvenile a juvenile detention center. And um, and he was like, all right, you're going to communicate. And so, um, and so I remember, like, speaking, like, to this group of, like, I mean, 14, 15, 16, 17-year-olds who were older than me but guys that were in lockup, right? And so maybe a couple of months go by and I do the same thing, like, okay, cool, this has been great. Like I'm enjoying the Thursday night, like lockup, like Bible study vibe, but like I want to like adult, you know? And I'm like, oh, yeah, meet me in my church, meet me, meet me in my house Sunday morning. And so I'm again, man, I'm like Eastered out, man. Like I'm I'm like thinking, yeah, my pastor is gonna bring me to like a church, it's gonna be awesome. Uh, he brought me to a nursing home facility and like was like, okay, yep, like here you go. And no lie, like those lessons like taught me, like I may want to communicate to this audience, but I'm never going to communicate to this audience if I don't like Karate Kid, like wax on, wax off, which I think taught me early on, there's always an audience. There's always someone who's down to listen to you, hear you. And you can't romanticize the journey of becoming like an incredible communicator. And so, dude, for years, I mean, years, I did nursing home ministry like on like the first Sunday of the month, dude, until I was in college. So like from 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. So the, by the time I spoke to my youth group for the first time, like by the time I like spoke in church, oh, man, like 
the kid, the 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 kid like on the front row who lives in a cul-de-sac who had an attitude was like not bothering me. Like you don't phase me, man. Like I was just in lockup, you know, at a juvenile detention facility like three weeks ago. So I think that um, there are always audiences to communicate to, and um, I think that the journey to become a great communicator is like reaching into who who are you. I think a lot of times uh, we don't have things powerful to say because we really don't know who we are. I think finding your message is all about finding who you are as a person, knowing what makes you angry, knowing what makes you upset. So um, I won't I won't answer too many questions at a time. I'll stick to the first question you asked me, but that's a little bit of my journey in figuring out, you know, I, I felt fully alive when I was talking to people, fully alive when I was communicating to people. And so I stuck with it. And so how many years now have you been really communicating seriously? Oof. So I got, I got ordained at 20 years old. Like my church ordained me. I, I started doing middle school ministry, youth ministry, probably around 1920. Like, and I'm 33 now. So like, yeah, I mean, over a decade of um, like, man, this is what I do. I am a communicator. Like, I'm just going to own it. This is exactly what I do. But dude, from 12 to 17 is all of this raw practice. And and so that you're not nervous. I think part of the hurdle for communicators is not being nervous anymore. Like that jittery, anxious feeling, that imposter syndrome. I just think I got over that sooner because I started sooner. And that's really the real advantage is like confidence, not even content, but just straight confidence. And so the confidence journey started at 12, 13. The content, the crafting of the communicating started at like 19, 20. And um, yeah, it's been, it's been a fun journey. And then how many, how many maybe like units, whether that's sermons, you know, events, wow. but now maybe YouTube videos, maybe videos that have been inside of a, a, a course, uh, webinars, like, it, I don't know, you might just have to estimate it, but like how many at bats do you think you've had now? Oh man, oh, dude, it's gotta be thousands. It's, uh, it's thousands. It's yeah. live audiences alone is in the thousands. I yeah, mean, yeah. Yeah, live audiences alone. I, because so one of the reasons that my pastor was adamant about me even becoming a youth pastor is because, you know, he was like, look, you're going to speak 52 times a year, guaranteed. Guaranteed, you're going to get 52 at-bats every single year. And so, again, even for YouTube, it's like if you commit, like that I'm going to put out one video a week, you're going to get 52 at-bats a year minimum. So that's not adding in, you know, all the extra stuff that happens. And so, man, in a year, just one year, you could get 100 at-bats, right? And and so you've got to look at every year that way. Like I can get a hundred at bats this year, which man, I would say like, I was really, really good, like speaking to people that I knew, but then somewhere around 2017, 2016, I started getting invited to speak to strangers, which is a different ball game, right? Like it's one thing to win a home game. It's another thing to like win away, right? Okay. To connect with someone that you don't know immediately and I would say it probably took me, I would say like 18 months of like, tr just like a learning curve of like, okay, here is what you do in the first five minutes of talking to people who do not know you. 
Like, here's how you win instant credibility. Here's how, you know, an urban black male can connect with suburban white females, right? Like, this is how, you know, because I started to realize, dude, and, and I learned a lot of communication just from Pixar. Like, I think the greatest storytellers of our generation is Pixar, right? And when you watch a Pixar movie, like, and I say this to everyone, whether you're watching a sermon, a comedian, a Pixar movie, whatever you're consuming, instead of eating that meal, start to try to pick up on the ingredients that are in that meal. So when you watch Pixar, you realize, man, like there are some specific things that are just related to animated film, but they have a way of making me care about a character that I would not have cared about because there are central themes that connect every human together. And so the goal is to figure out how does a black urban male from Boston connect with anyone? Because although we may be different, we're human. And what are those core human themes? So I had to realize early on, if I'm traveling to speak or if I'm putting something on YouTube, I have to figure out what are the human things that every single person cares about. And now I've got to talk about those things, right? I'm not speaking just about the things I'm passionate about. I'm talking about the things that I know you have a need for or you're concerned about. And everyone may not be battling through infertility, but everyone is battling through uncertainty. So how do I not just talk about infertility, but talk about the uncertainty and fear? And so now I can take my specific story and I can relate to anyone because instead of being stuck on the specificities, I've like conquered down on these wells that, that man connect every single human. And so again, different, different at bats, like, but again, YouTube is a different, you know, version speaking to people that you don't know, speaking to people that you do know. And man, whatever the learning curve is, dude, at this point, it's thousands, man. It's a lot of at-bats. It's a lot of at-bats. Well, I love that you shared that. And I'm excited to get into some tactics and practical things. And in just a second, I want you to share actually what we should do in the first five minutes to connect with people that don't really know us yet. Um, but the reason I wanted you to kind of go detailed on your past is it's probably not the most encouraging truth about becoming a great communicator, but it's the fact that one of the best ways to level up is exactly what you said. Do it a lot. Put yeah. out a lot of bad videos before you get to your good videos. You 100%. know, a lot of times people see me too, even on video, and they don't realize growing up in the church, in youth ministry, doing announcements, being told to speak sermons, doing video announcements for church for years back in 2003 and 2004 were all of these moments where I was terrible, actually, right? <laughs> but I was putting in the repetitions. Yeah. And uh, I heard a preacher one day say that the best way to teach a preacher is to preach a preacher. For like sure. You, you got to do it. You got to do it a lot. So for those listening, um, do that live stream, post those videos and use your season in obscurity to prepare you for popularity. Um, start a live show on Facebook Live or Instagram Live where you go live once or twice a week and maybe no one's watching. The point of the show is not influence yet. The point yeah. of the show is personal development yep. because that'll get you to your greatness. Yep. But Manny, tell us, I love that you mentioned that. You you had to learn it's different when you're playing a home game versus an away game. 
And so many of us want to build our influence on video with live streaming, but we are getting in front of strangers. What have you learned about those first five minutes in doing a talk, but it could be a video or a live stream of some things we could do to make a connection with somebody that doesn't know us yet? Dude, the funny thing, right, is that I remember the first Sunday that I preached for my pastor, right? Every church loves their pastor, right? Like that's kind of like, I don't know, top three reasons for why you go to that church is I enjoy the way this person communicates. So I remember the first Sunday that I preached for my pastor and um, dude, less than two minutes in, people are already walking out, right? Because they're just like, oh, Pastor Andy's not here? Yeah, I'm out of here. Like, like, this isn't what I signed up for. You know, I didn't sign up for amateur night. Like, I, like, I don't know this guy. And so it, it trained me to be like, okay, I've got to come out guns blazing, like every time, because the first thing that people are wondering is, who are you? Who are you? Why are you here? And why did my parents leave me with a babysitter? Like, just, we don't know who you are. And so I started going, okay, instead of walking up on stage and giving like an introduction to who I am, or uh, like even getting into the content, I'm like, I create three to four minute, like mini sermons, and that is how I start. So I literally take the stage and just start communicating. And I mean, like it can be whiplash for people, but it's like, no, 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 we're going, we're going straight in. And it's typically like an anecdote or a story or something that like immediately connects people. And because I'm typically communicating in church, it's typically centered around the topic of worship because that's, or worship and praise and singing, because that's typically what we just finished doing. So I get up on stage and I immediately exhort and give an admonition of giving light to what we just did. Then once everyone's like, oh, okay, we're in good hands. All right, we feel safe with this guy. Then I introduce myself. Then I say where I'm from. Then I throw up a picture of me and my wife. Then I say, hey, today, before you leave, I always love to make a promise. I think making a promise, number one, keeps the speaker accountable. And it lets the person know this is what I'm like before I leave, like Pastor Manny said, I'm going to learn X or I'm going to kill fear or I'm going to get, you know, confident, whatever it is. So I let's like come out of the with man, before I buy a meal, I want sample. So I'm like, like Chinese food restaurant at the mall. All right. Like I'm like, I've got samples like on toothpicks and I'm giving them out. And that's the first thing I do on stage. The second thing I do is get people acclimated with me. Hey, my name's Manny. You know, this is my, you know, throw up a picture of my wife just because that creates relatability. And then I make a promise. I make a promise because everyone comes into an event with their agenda. They, they are hoping that you scratch their itch. But that promise helps everyone to know, no, I'm not really here to scratch your itch. I'm here to scratch this itch. And actually the itch that I'm ta- talking about is the most important thing. And uh, if you as a communicator don't establish what the most important thing is, people are going through life, man. So they are, they are hoping you talk about the divorce they're going through or they're hoping that you talk about their loved one who may be in the hospital or whatever. And you as a communicator have to establish, no, actually, I'm gonna talk about faith because faith will help you with that loved one, with that divorce, with whatever. These are the three things you want to, Give people a bite size, and I mean bite size, like three minutes. You don't want to eat up all your time. 
two, three, four minutes of like, man, if they saw a clip of you, like on Instagram, that is what you would be saying. Something that makes everyone go, oh, wow, we're in good hands. Number two, you want to then introduce yourself. You want to create human connection. Throw up a picture of your kids, throw up a picture of your wife. That actually really does help. It's not just nice. Um, and then number three, you want to make a promise. You want to say, hey, today, this is what we're going to talk about because it centers everyone and it makes everyone realize that what you're about to tell them is more important than whatever concerns they have. So those are the three things and you want to do it every time in that order, because if you mess up that order, it just, I, I promise you that's the right order. I've done, I've done enough at bats to know that's the right order. Well, that's so amazing too, because one of the things we've been teaching on YouTube is lead with content. And it's actually called, my friend Matt Geelan calls it um, the kick, because at the beginning of a YouTube video, you want to give a kick of dopamine that whatever the title promised, they get instantly. So as soon as they click on it, you're not like, Hey, I'm Sean. And this is what I've done. And you're taking, but you come right in and actually deliver content right away, shockingly fast. And I love the idea of coming out guns blazing, like zero to a hundred real quick, deliver that value. And then it circles back like, mm -hmm. but Hey, we're going to get into the rest of the points. But if we're just meeting, you maybe introduce yourself, build that, build that rapport, kind of show your values by introducing your family. And when we think about like even structuring webinars, that's just such a power powerful truth of, of letting that person know that it's not going to take us a while to ramp up into this thing. And I got all this background of your story before mm -hmm. I really get value first. Mm -hmm. And if you want to get that YouTube engagement, if you deliver that value right up front and just like come at them so fast that they got to watch the first 60 seconds because they can barely take a breath yeah. of getting value, then that'll even translate to social media. Yeah. 100%. I love that. I love that. And I think social media has helped us, right? Like Twitter has helped us have to say what we want to say in a short amount of time, right? Instagram, really, even though you can put an IGTV on Instagram, people are going to watch that first minute. And so it's helped. I think it's helped everyone to go, how do I, how do I give people fire in 60 seconds, right? And that is an indispensable skill whether it's live, recorded, YouTube, you want to give people that first 60 seconds, you want it to be fire. So strong. Well, Manny, let's talk about some mistakes. So especially as it pertains to, um, you're seeing a lot of stuff happening online right now. You've, we've all had our lives disrupted with the pandemic. And so you've been doing more online communicating. Plus you are a content creator with a couple different YouTube channels. Of course, there's universal communication mistakes. And I'd love to hear those, but from those that maybe you even turn on one of their YouTube videos or something, what are, what are a couple of the biggest mistakes that people are making that they could fix to have more power and more impact when they're communicating? Number one, I think that, uh, I think that we are living in a time where people are like afraid to be controversial, which is like, I I'm like, no, that is, controversial, not controversial for controversial sake. I say it this way, that communication should be provocative. It should always be provocative. It doesn't need to be controversial, but it should be provocative. Um, and I should know enough about my audience to know what is going to provoke thought, what is going to provoke response and what is going to provoke loyalty to my brand. And so 
Um, I always say it this way. You know that something is provocative um, if it needs to be proven. Okay. So the, so if I get up in, in front of a, let's say it's a church and I say, Hey everyone, you know, um, Jesus, Jesus rose from the grave. It's like, awesome. Like everyone you're talking to already believes this. This is not a provocative statement. Right. But, um, if I can actually then couple that with something that needs to be proven, um, and that that's really, really powerful. Provocative communication um, is is powerful because it's going to resonate with the people it needs to resonate with. And it's not going to resonate with the people it doesn't need to resonate with. Um, And so I think that sometimes we're so vanilla, like bland, that everyone's just kind of like, yeah, I like this sounds like everyone else. This Mm. sounds this blends in like like this is cliche, like this is not authentic and i think being authentic is resonating with you you cannot resonate with a tribe until you figure out like what are my unique values and my unique values are not going to be liked by everyone and that is all right a good great communicators have just as many haters as they have people who love them like as fans and so you've got to know what are the what are the core beliefs that i have and who am i talking to Think, Sean, that's the number one thing that I've learned is like someone said this to me when I was young. They said, you know, an average communicator asks, you know, how much time do I have to talk? You know, an average communicator asks, you know, is it a formal event or an informal event? A great communicator. The only thing they want to know is who am I talking to? Because that dictates everything. Who am I talking to and what are their fears? What are their concerns? What are their problems? A lot of times in the gospel, Sean, it says this, that Jesus, knowing what they were thinking, said, right? Jesus, knowing what they were thinking, then preached or then began to teach. And I just think a lot of times we are trying to give people solutions without knowing what their problems are or without presenting a problem to them first. And um, good communication solves problems. And, and, and sometimes the solution to that problem is going to provoke thought, is going to be provocative. And so that, dude, when I was younger, I used to just sit down with the Bible like, ah, 66 books. I mean, well, I don't know what to talk about. You know, should I talk about Ezra or John or I don't know. But then you start counseling people and you realize from a pastoral perspective, oh, people are anxious. Oh, let's talk about that. Oh, people are depressed. Oh, yeah, let's talk about that, right? So the patient is the one that gives the doctor the the is the one that drives what prescription I'm gonna write. I think sometimes I'll click on a video or I'll listen to someone talk, and I just go, "You're just writing prescriptions. You have no idea what the patient needs. You, no, who told you they wanted to hear this? You know?" And I get it. You think that this is the most interesting thing in the world. But like, you've got to convince me that I have a problem before you start telling me about this thing that you're just interested in. So um, I think if you can turn your interests into a solution, then that means that you can speak to people's problems and always have a voice. Um, So yeah, yeah, that, that is like, number one, do you know what people's problems are and are you provocative uh, is, is just basic really really basic like 
anyone listening, anyone watching, you can implement that today. You can do simple research and figure out um, what do pe- what are people scared of? What are they concerned about? What is your audience that you're talking to? Like, just yeah, are they are they are they 35 year olds who have small children? Like, the more you can conceptualize that audience, the more you can get you can start walking in their shoes. And now, like Jesus, you can you can say Jesus, knowing what they were thinking, said, and it's like we've got so much technology at our disposal. We should know what our audience is thinking. If Target knows what I want, you know, like if every store, man, I can't have a conversation without them getting an Instagram ad that gives me five, you know, products that they think can fix the problem that they think I have. So we have so much at our disposal. I need to know what's happening in the in the minds of my audience before I ever talk to them. Um, and that's just the homework that I do as a communicator. That's powerful. And that actually reminds me of a video that you did that I love. And you just shared one of the principles um, of great communication that you learned and noticed from President Donald Trump. And the video, of course, a little bit controversial, a polarizing figure for sure. Um, sure. But you mentioned, you know, provocative communication has been one of the things that he's okay with people disliking him. He doesn't have a fear of other people's opinions, clearly. Um, But with what we saw with the election results and what we saw with even uh, how he can mobilize people by being provocative, that's one of the things. What were the other powerful communication traits that we can learn, love him or hate him, that we can learn from uh, his powerful communication that we could put into our videos, our live streams, and our content? Yeah, number one, I think the most powerful thing, there's two, there's actually two. Um, The first one is most of the time, like let's say, let's say President Trump says something and it bothers me or it bothers you or bothers anyone, you can then insert my next statement. He's not talking to you, okay? So if he says something that bothers you, bugs you, rubs you the wrong way, rest assured, he's not talking to you. So (laughs) President Trump is speaking to his base all the time. He's speaking to his tribe and he's speaking their language. He's speaking their rhetoric. Um, And so that insanely powerful to go at all times. If you don't like what I'm saying, then I'm not talking to you. Like, and for that to just be, that alone requires confidence. But again, it requires me to know what's happening in the lives and the minds of the people who do like what I'm saying, who do, who my content resonates with them. I don't need to waste a lot of time fighting with people who don't agree with me. I just, people whose my voice resonates with. So that's number one. Number two, President Trump is amazing at connecting with people who he has nothing in common with. He's phenomenal at this. He's incredible. Like, let's think about this. This is a wealthy individual who, for the most part, non-wealthy individuals love the guy. And I like I'm I'm always flabbergasted. Like here we have a med- someone who built their brand on luxury, wealth, affluence, and whose followers don't always even look like him. 
And so I go, got it. Again, like Pixar, there are core human themes. I don't have to, I can be opposite of you and still connect with you. We can be in the same tribe because we share the same fears, concerns, core drivers. So the first thing is, I need to know who I'm talking to at all times. And I need to be aware that if people do not like what I'm saying, I'm not talking to them. That's it. Like, and it's okay. There are enough people who are into whatever I'm talking about following. That's, a, that's it. I, I don't have to win over or waste energy trying to convince people who don't mean like it's a time. Second of all, just because someone isn't like me doesn't mean they won't like me, right? Just because someone is not like me, doesn't share my background or my upbringing, does not mean that what I have to say won't resonate with them. I have to figure out the difference between the people who do not like me and the people who just are not like me. That those radically different camps, and sometimes they can look alike. I may assume that because I am not like a person, that they won't like me. But there could be people who have the same, come from the same neighborhood as me, come from the same socioeconomic background as me, are the same gender or race as me, and they may not like me. So I can assume just because we are alike that you will like me. I have to go, no, 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 I'm speaking to my tribe. And the people in my tribe are not the people who are like me, they are the people who like and resonate with the things that I have to say. And that is happens at a value level. That happens at a messaging level. That has nothing to do with whether you identify with my gender or race or whatever. My brand has to communicate values. It has to communicate something deeper than just the outward trappings of what, what would attract an individual. So I think Donald Trump is phenomenal at those two things. He knows who he's talking to. And he's able to relate to who he's talking to, even though he may not have things in common. He understands the common person, understands their fears, and talks to them. Brilliant. Whether you like the man, don't like the man, it's brilliant. And every communicator should follow suit and learn and learn how to do those exact things. Man, so many powerful truths. And I love what you are describing there as well, that we really need to get in touch with our values. We need to get in touch with what we stand for. We really need to be clear on our message, where it's coming from, and overcome the fear of being misunderstood. I think a lot of us with social media, the, the allure is, hey, this is a global audience. I've got global reach. I can reach everybody. I'm trying to talk to everybody. I'm trying to communicate to everybody. But what you have illustrated here for us is that, no, not only is that impossible, and not only no matter who you are, is everybody going to like you or dislike you or not even care or pay attention, that when we are willing to speak to our tribe, when we're willing to speak to our base, or when we're willing before we have a base to speak to values and common uh, human, uh, common traits that we share as humanity, just like Pixar does, we can start making powerful connections and growing our following, starting to make a movement and one by one starting to impact people with our communication. Manny, uh, this stuff spends. There are people who don't like Beyonce. All right. So look, if there are people who don't like Beyonce, 
you're not going to convince everyone to like you. And that's just not the goal. And I think that's a hindrance, like a desire to be liked. I think the image that we have of someone on stage, we assume that person on stage is liked. But for everybody in the room clapping, there are protesters outside who don't like like whatever that person is saying. And so you got to be down with it all. It has to, the, the, the clapping in the room doesn't affirm what I'm saying. Actually, the hate actually tells me that what I'm saying is probably striking a nerve and is probably going to be remembered. Um, so we've got to get over our love of being liked and affirmed. That has to come from within. My, my acceptance of myself comes from within. It doesn't come from the people who are clapping and it doesn't come from the audience. And I have to bring that. Um, and I think we all can tell the difference between people who are living and dying by popularity and people who just bring their own source of validation to the table and, um, and rejection doesn't bother them, right? A YouTube video getting 10 views doesn't bother them. They just show up the next week and do it again because although they want this to be helpful for people, this is not a source of validation. This is, this is me just getting at bats. And, and I think that's the, ice, that's the part of the iceberg that um, is invisible, but it really, really matters. So powerful. Manny Arango, we have a bonus session with Manny in our Inner Circle program for those in the community that want to listen to that. Uh, Manny, there's so much stuff that you uh, shared here. We got to have you back on because I know your your depth and communication um, is is boundless, right? <laughs> we were talking though. You said, man, I could talk about this stuff literally for days. And, and it's true because you've got the content, you've got the experience um, mastery is in the details. It's in the distinctions and it's all these little pieces. So I know, uh, you've added so much value to our community today and thank you uh, for those that want to follow up with you and connect with you. What's the best way to, uh, get in touch? Of course, in the show notes, in the YouTube description, we'll have all of Manny's stuff, but what's your, uh, what kind of projects are you working on and what's the best place for people to follow you and connect with you? Dude, the biggest two products I'm working on right now, Speakeasy and Arma, and you can find all that info just on my own Instagram. My Instagram handle is Manny Arango. I respond to every direct message. And so uh, a friend of mine was making fun of me like last week and was like, yeah, I was going to text you, but I figured I would just DM you. And so I respond to every DM. I'm on Instagram all the time. So uh, connect with me on Instagram. It's the easiest way to connect. And I'm uh, at... Manny Arango on Instagram. So all anything that I'm up to uh, is the meal that I'm eating, the where I'm going, where, where I'm hanging out. It, all that stuff is always on Instagram. So and shoot me a DM and I'd love to help you on your journey to become a communicator or or find the theological truth with Arma. Those are my big two passions at the moment. So well, I hope you enjoyed today's interview with Sean and Manny. And wow, I am ready to level up my communication style as well. And one thing that I really took from what Manny said was way back in the beginning when he said, you know, don't despise the small beginnings. He started so young and he started in groups where you wouldn't most likely think that that's where your first big breaks would happen. So if you're in a space right now where you're trying to level up your communication, just remember that let's practice in obscurity before for popularity. Did you know that over on iTunes, you can subscribe 
subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. It means so much to us here at Think because it allows us to see what you think of this podcast, but it also lets Apple know that they should show it to more people. And remember, you can listen to this podcast on any of the audio spaces as well as on YouTube, so make sure you subscribe there too. All right, today's review actually comes from Podcast Critique. They said, I love this podcast because it gets me more motivated to get up every day and create. I run a YouTube channel inspired by Think Media. I love you guys so much and same with this podcast. God bless. Well, Podcast Critique, thank you so much for leaving that review. And if you've not left a review yet, what what are you waiting for? Get over to your Apple iTunes, leave that review and let us know what other episodes you would like to see here on the in the future for the Think Marketing Podcast. Well, it's time to lean in. It's time to take action. You've now got the tips. You've got the practical tips to move your communication style forward. So let me ask you, when's your next video? When can you take what you've learned here and apply it? That's the action takers we love here at Think. And remember, if you're part of Inner Circle, you have the part two of Manny's interview waiting for you inside of your members area. And if you've not bought your ticket yet to grow with video live, Right now, that is your next step. Head over to growwithvideolive.com, claim your $97 ticket or our other two ticket options, and we will see you at our annual conference this year. I'll see you next time in the next podcast. Bye. Bye.